there, sweet mommies. This is Sherry Hayes, the homeschooling mom of 15, bringing you encouragement and a delight for your day. So wash the dishes, fold the laundry, nurse the baby, or just sit and sip some tea while we dive into the good life in Jesus. So it's not by chance that you are homeschooling your children. It is a response to the truth of God. We are all drawn to God's truth, believers and non-believers alike. Why? Because it's in our nature, created. We're created in the image of God, right? We are either running towards His truth or running away from it. <laughs> and sometimes, some of us, when we run away, it's, it's really awful looking. Now, I think that there are some people that are kind of numb and they probably don't know it as much, but those of us who really have like a deep desire or a knowledge of the truth, when we run away from God, it's really super messy, <laughs> like Jonah, right? Okay, so um, I know that when I was young, I was hungering and thirsting after truth and righteousness. From a little girl, I could tell you stories, okay? <laughs> and we'd go off on another rabbit trail, but we're gonna stay where we're supposed to go today. I do have an outline. <laughs> now, as a teen, I was a believer, I accepted. Jesus when I was 12, when I was 12, well, 11-ish, almost 12, and I accepted God's word as fact. But in school, the facts that I was presented with appeared to contradict the word of God. This was confusing to me. This was traumatic to me on many sides. According to the curriculum, the earth, the nations, everything has been running along merrily without any input from God at all. Basically, nature and mankind have always been on their own. And this is why we ha are free to live the way we want, to make our own laws, and etc. You know, that's pretty much how everything's run. We're all Greeks, right? We all run according to the Greek thing where if we just think hard enough, we'll find the truth someplace, okay? <laughs> Secular schooling teaches that, that we live by science and not superstition, right? Instinctively, I knew there was something very very wrong with the way I was taught to look at human existence, but I didn't have the tools to confirm and explain my convictions. In many ways, I was at a loss when confronted with challenging opinions. I can remember I used to actually stand up for the gospel in classrooms, and I did not know how to defend it and <laughs> say, no, I stand for the gospel in a number of different situations, and I didn't have any way to defend what I thought was right. I didn't have any tools. I was only a teen and, you know, there wasn't a lot of apologetic help back then for teens. And yet we were so, there was such an onslaught in every, on every, you know, on the, in the media, at school, everywhere. But then when I started homeschooling, okay, I knew there was something wrong with the schools. I knew I didn't put, to put my kids through that. But yet when I started to homeschool, at first I was unsure of myself, so I purchased all the box curriculum and I started a lifelong quest of learning how to take the same facts and truths from my own education and reinterpret them from a biblical worldview. And as I learned to apply one precept after another, there was such a release. I mean, I felt so vindicated. There was so much hope. Um, it was so amazing to me. And thanks to many who have laid the groundwork, uh, my entire outlook on science, history, geopolitics, relationships, etc. has changed. And I've become more and more 
hopeful as I am more and more convinced that it is the God of the universe that originated everything, that put everything together, just like he said in the Bible. I can trust it as a literal book. You know, I mean, with some, you know, there is some poetic language in it, but, but by and large, it is a, a, a concrete account of God's working in the earth, in mankind, in nature. It's all true. You can trust it. And I have been justified in taking the Bible as my as the actual factual words of God and my esteem and expectation of God has matured and increased. You know, if you're not so sure that the word of God is 100%, then you have a little bit of distance when you're going to trust God wholeheartedly because maybe it's not quite exactly as it says, as he said, or they said, or whatever it is. And so once you get more and more convinced, now when you homeschool, you get more and more convinced as you delve deeper and you cut, you go through the layers and you find, wow, God really did do this. He really did. I mean, there's all this evidence and it's, it's corroborated and, and it makes so much sense and it makes more and more sense. And you just get closer and closer to the Lord and you get more confident. You can share with people. And when you share with them, you can share with compassion because they don't know, but you can share with facts and things that you've learned. So, uh, some things, uh, then, then, okay. Yes, we come to homeschooling to protect our children, right? We don't want them to be in that mess, but we end up with so much more. We end up with a spiritual awakening and we become shining lights in a dark world. (laughs) Some things we learn as homeschoolers don't make sense at first, according to our government school trained minds. This means that we are hard of heart. Now, I'm going to read to you from Zechariah 7.12, okay? And I'm going to read a few scriptures to, you know, because I don't like to be out there just with my opinion. You know, I want to make sure that it comes from the Word of God. Um, And I'm not trying to make constructs to where what I say, I try to make it fit in with the Word of God. (laughs) You know, like... Uh, I believe the, the, the this, then this, and this is true, and I'll show you some scriptures to prove it. And man, you can pull those scriptures out, can't you? To make it look like you're right. That's not what I'm trying to do. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Uh, I'm right now looking up the, the verse in my Bible, and so I'm talking while I'm doing that. <laughs> you know, just keep vacuuming. <laughs> um, so this is in Zechariah 7 12. That's one of those one of those books I don't really look a lot up in my Bible. But you know I really love the minor prophets. They're a lot of fun to read. We shouldn't we really shouldn't skip over them. Okay, this is Zechariah seven twelve. Okay. Um it says Yes, they made their hearts like flint, refusing to hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent by his spirit through the former prophets. Thus great wrath came from the Lord of hosts. Whoa. That's just one scripture on heart of hardness. Okay. Ephesians 4, 17 through 24. Let me get there. I have my study Bible. And so I, it's got a lot of notes and a lot of stuff everywhere. So it takes me longer to get to the verses. <laughs> okay. Ephesians 4, 17 through 24 says this. Thus I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, 
being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Okay, isn't that wonderful? Now, I've been studying ancient Greece because I'm putting together this packet for my girls and I'm going to share it with you on my blog for free and it'll be all kinds of resources and notebooking pages and stuff. I'm doing great plans. It'll be fun. But what I find about the ancient Greeks is, man, they were messed up. I mean, we have our whole society based on this ancient culture and it was awful. <laughs> and it was dumb. Okay. I know they had certain things in place and that were correct, but you know what? Those things are only correct because they agree with God's truth. Once you start moving away from God's truth, you get over into some areas that, you know, they're not quite right. I mean, Aristotle that everybody holds up is like this amazing, you know, they've based all of, uh, the scientific method on Aristotle, supposedly. This fella thought that human beings had gizzards. <laughs> All right, I'm just not, yeah. So anyway, so Paul is talking to people who were Hellenized. They were, they were influenced by the Greek thought. And so we are in this place. And so Ephesians 4, 17 through 24 tells us the steps and the, the procedure we should we should look at when we're trying to remove ourselves from this paganistic culture that we live in. If you don't think it's pagan, read The Return of the Gods by Jonathan Kahn, okay? We live in a pagan society. We are Greeks in a pagan society. We need to have our minds renewed, just like he says here in Ephesians 4, 17 through 24. And you know what? When you homeschool, not only are you going to be, to keep, pull your kids out and help them to have a biblical worldview, but you're going to renew your mind automatically just every day teaching them. Now, there's some curriculums that really do this well. And uh, Masterbooks is great for this. So Masterbooks, anything Masterbooks is good. Um, but anyway, and, and Answers in Genesis, I totally, um, you know, encourage you to do that stuff. There's, there are other really great um, apologetic um, type things out there that you can you can ha uh, glean from. The key, I believe, is found in Jeremiah 29 verses 10 through 13. Let's see. Let me go there. I wrote these notes and I hope that I agree with them now. <laughs> no. Okay. Jeremiah 29 10 through 13. Let's read that. For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So seek after God with all your heart with prayer and worship in the word and stop making a place for the devil's ideas, which you spend 
your think time on makes a difference. The softer your heart becomes to Christ, the more obvious these lies will become to you and they will stick out like sore thumbs in your in your mind. You'll go, whoa, that doesn't agree. And you'll be able to slowly unpin yourself from that system that we all were all brought in brought under, right? So just renewing your mind, like we read in Ephesians, that's also Romans 12, 1 through 2. Uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? And so I, I was recently, since I made these notes, I recently was listening to something and a lady, went, she um, attended a conference for school teachers, I believe it was in Georgia, and um, she um, she came back and she told everybody kind of what she saw. Now, what I'm hearing from a lot of people is is that there's this like this basic brainwashing that's been going on. If you if you've been in school since you know after they pulled everybody from the one room schoolhouse to the current system where they have the classes and the bells and you know grade levels and all that. Okay, so they've been trying to slowly uh, brainwash. Let, let me explain. Okay, when I was in army basic training and a basic training when I went in and it's for most of the time, I don't know exactly that they've changed things around, but I think it's the same technique, just a little softer. What they do is they try to tear, they pull you away from everything familiar. They, you can't have your own, they even change your glasses. They change everything about you and you don't have anything familiar about you. So you're pulled away from family. You don't really have any direct contact with you. You can't call them or anything. And they put you in a situation where they rip you down and they tear you down and then they build you back up so that you're dependent on them. That's basic brainwashing technique. Now within basic training, they also make you sleep deprived and they give you no time to have your own thoughts. And so this is just basic brainwashing technique. And they don't, I don't know if they, love bombing is a big thing now um, in schools, you'll see. Okay, anyway, so in schools, they're trying to do this for 12 years to kids. What they do is they pull children out at younger, and it's like it's 14 years now at least, right? You pull little kids out from their home, from the people they know and the place they know. I mean, I know a lot of little kids are in a lot of daycare, but anyway, they pull them away. They stick them in an institutional situation where they are unfamiliar with people. And then they are, they are taught that the, the teachers are their buddies. Like the teacher's more important than the mom and dad. That's how they do it. They pull you away and they do this. And they do this for years and years and years to where the child then distrusts everything their parents say. The child has no connection or affection for their siblings. And so the school officials, the officials, the government, they're the ones we depend on. They're the ones that have the answers, all of the um, the experts. So and we've all grown up this way. I'm sorry, we all have. We are. We are. We're dependent. I hate to admit it, but we come to homeschooling and we, by and large, have this attitude that, you know, if we have a problem, we're going to seek an expert or, you know, somebody who has a degree, but we can't just trust the, like the old per, older person in our family or someone we know. We got to go to the government or an official. We're just, we're, we're conditioned. I tell you, the first one, the first generations that was the most conditioned was the baby boomers. They are super conditioned by and large. I'm not telling every like lots of them rebelled. Okay. But by and large, the trauma and the conditioning they received 
was really strong right after World War II. But anyway, I digress. So if you've gone to an institutional school, then you have been traumatized. You probably have some PTSD. You don't even know it. And you need to go through some healing. Um, because, and we'll get into this in, in another broadca broadcast, another broadcast, another podcast, because we all need to be healed. And sometimes the healing is gradual. And we all need to let ourselves grieve the loss. Yes, the loss of our loved ones, the loss of our, sec loss of our security, the loss of truth, um, the raping of our innocence by introducing things such as sex education when we should have been hearing about those things from people that we love and felt secure and loved in that situation and we weren't allowed. We were in strangers who had weird ideas. Yes, we need healing from this and we need to grieve it and we need to allow God by His love and His grace and His mercy to come in and restore us. Like in Psalm 23, how he takes us as little sheep and he leads us by the still waters and the green pastures and he restores our souls. He understands how awful this world can be to us. So, I hope that blesses you today. I think what I'll do, I'm going to leave you by reading Psalm 23 to you. I know you, you probably know it by heart, but I'll just read it to you while you're sitting there, while you're washing your dishes, just to finish you out. This will be our something more today. I'll just read Psalm 23, and then I will let you go, go through your day. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I'm going to leave you with that today. Now, it is no wonder pastors and churches have trouble with basic biblical principles, but God has always been ahead of the onslaught and provided for us. We just need to follow the prescription in his word, and we need to spend, spread the good news of the antidote to the venom of this world to others wherever and however we can. And one way is through liking, reviewing, and sharing this podcast with others. Now, you can find Mom Delights on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, and all that. Also, you can glean even more information by subscribing to my blog over at momdelights.com. If you're on your phone, just click on the menu and go in some three little lines and go to the, or three or four little lines, <laughs> and go to blog where you'll find the link to subscribe to the blog and then you'll get it in your email okay so i hope this blesses you and i hope you have an amazing day in the presence of jesus bye bye <laughs>